0: I have a, a word that I want to share with you. Um, what I'm sharing with you has always been uh, in my heart. It's constantly uh, my thoughts, even though I don't particularly know the future. But based on God's word, I can stay with what he says and believe what he says and see what God would do with what he has spoken in his word. And so that's what I'm going to be sharing with you last week. I shared with us that success is God's idea. Prosperity is God's idea. It's not a human idea. That's God's will for us. God wants us to prosper. And then he showed us how to prosper. And it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Your field of work or whatever you're doing. God can take that. And prosper you through that if you follow his principles. Amen. Father, I just want to ask that you speak to us tonight from your word. And encourage our hearts. We know you are. And that you are faithful. And you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God uh, wants to prosper you. And he wants you to be successful. Success in your life gives him glory. Failure in your life, that's not going to be something that God looks upon with joy. Because Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And it doesn't matter what you do. If you think small, that's where you're going to be. You are limiting the Holy One of Israel by the way you think you have to think outside the box because god can use you he doesn't need your talents he gave you the talents that you have and if you need more he can give more to you if you are in the path that he has chosen for you to walk god can use you so never think of little things think big if you can handle it you don't need god If you can handle it, it's not a miracle. You can't talk about it and talk about God with it because people know, well, we can handle that on our own. But when it's bigger than yourself and God has done it, people look upon it and you tell them, we know that god did this for us and they'll look at you and they say yeah we understand that because we look at you we don't think you're that smart but god (laughs) is there's got to be a reason why god has done this for you and we want to know why and how he does it we want to line up with him so that we can get there you don't look that smart so they'll they, they can understand that so the thing is to believe god's word because it's god's word that will put you in the place that God has spoken in his word. His word will always come to pass. When God speaks his word, his word will come to pass. All we have to do is believe the word, stay with the word, be patient, wait on God, don't run ahead of him, stay believing, and eventually God at his own time what the bible calls at the appointed time god will bring you to the place that he wants you to be now i want to go a little farther than farther than that we talked about success and prosperity but tonight i want to go a little further than that because god has called you to greatness in everything you do god wants you to be a great person on this earth to be a man of influence to be a woman of influence on the earth doesn't have to do with finances uh, you know alone has to do with your life your life becoming an influence in the world i always like to remind people that billy graham was just a little boy that was born in was born in south carolina Nobody knew that all presidents would know of Billy Graham, right? That was a little boy. Not born into a a great home. Was just a little boy. And he found his calling. Amen? He found his calling. Just preaching. He stayed with his calling. He didn't try to be a pastor. Because he knew he wasn't called to be a pastor. He stayed with what God called him to do, and he did it with all of his heart. He didn't make these thousands and thousands or hundreds of thousands of people come to his meeting. They came because he was faithful to what God called him to do, and he became a great man. Presidents are happy to be in his presence. Amen. The other day I was watching George Bush. He was going to be with Billy Graham and his whole family. And they loved this man. And he's been president after president. A guy that was born into a family that's not known. But he stayed with God. And God made him great. All over the world, he is known. But then you think, well, that's Billy Graham. Is Billy Graham different from you? Did Billy Graham know he was going to be great? All he knew was to follow the principles of the scriptures, the Bible. And God made him great. He is no different from the rest of us. He just believed God. And as he moved on with the things of God, he got to a stage and he became bigger in his mind. Well, I can do this more. And then more. And then more. If Billy Graham says to you today, God made me who I am today, everyone will agree. God made him great. So we need to understand that. But when you become a Christian, when you are following the Lord, you must always think, if you're really in, in, in it, and God is at work in your life, that should be something there in your mind. It's not pride. Sometimes we deal with false humility. <laughs> and that's robbing us because we don't want to think, oh, I don't want to think about that. Because uh, that's pride. Oh, I don't want to think about that. That's covetousness. Oh, I don't want to think about that. You guess who is behind all of that? The enemy, you know, when it comes to owning stuff, if you read in in, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8, God said, when you have built houses, not if you build a house, when, not if, he says, don't forget me. I know you're going to be building houses. I have called you from the promised land, I mean from the land of bondage, the land of sin, where we were all in bondage, and I'm taking you to your promised land. And he was speaking not to just one person, he was speaking to a whole generation of people. And he is saying to them, I know you will build houses. I know your cattle will multiply. I know because I have said it that way. He's going to multiply. But please don't forget me. That's all he asked for. Don't forget me. When you become a believer, you need to understand that, and pick this in the scripture, there should be a thought. I'm walking with Jesus. I've got to be great. I'm going to get there. Don't matter how you speak. Maybe they don't hear your words sometimes. (laughs) But God can do it. And I see that in the scriptures. Have you ever wondered why Jesus picked these guys? Fishermen and all of that. They came together. Jesus talked nothing about greatness. And all of a sudden, you get them talking about who is going to be great. Have you read that in the scriptures? Have you wondered why they were thinking that way? Who, nobody preached to them about that. They just knew that if they followed Jesus, this got to be greatness. But all they were concerned is, who is going to be the greatest? They were not concerned about who is going to be great, right? They were concerned about who is going to be the greatest and that was the way they thought and you read these things in scriptures and i i I read that and it just go by it these guys are not but then now i'm beginning to think maybe they were not as stupid as i thought (laughs) these guys knew what they were after they made business they wanted to be great and they knew they got the axes. This is it. We got Jesus. We got to be great. We just need to know who is going to be the greatest among us. We have to know this. And so they argued about it. And fought about it. Secretly, they didn't want Jesus to know about it. If you read in Mark chapter 9, verse 33, it says, Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, so they were talking behind, and Jesus, was, he, was, he knew that what, they were, what was going on. He says, what was it you disputed among yourselves on the road? And then the Bible revealed, but they kept silent. They didn't want to talk about it. He said, oh, oh, he found out about this. For on the, on the road, they are disputed among themselves who will be the greatest. I mean, they, Jesus was talking about preaching. They were talking about who's going to be great among us. And he says they, were, they disputed among themselves. So it wasn't nice. They were just fighting about it. And, but they already knew they would be great. Who is just going to be the greatest? The reason I'm saying this, you need to understand that this is just part of it. Let me just put it this way. You know, Jesus never, never, didn't discourage them from thinking that way. He never discouraged them. He didn't say he was wrong. He just showed them how to get there. Right? He didn't discourage them. He didn't rebuke them for it. They were in the right path. In Matthew 18 verse 1, it said, at that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Again, you can tell this thing is not out of their mind. They were thinking seriously about this matter. And Jesus was speaking to them about it. But James and John, sons of Zebedee, they took it a little further. Amen? They didn't want to wait. They wanted to be sure their position of power and greatness. And so they pleaded with their mother and they went to Jesus' street. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 20 and 21, he says, then the mother of Zebedee's son came to him. In fact, they went to their mother. They said, you know, we're related to Jesus. We think you can get him to agree on this. He may not listen to us, but he'll listen to you. So please go be- Talk to him about this. He said, they came to him with her sons. Kneeling down, they, they asking him something, asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. Now, let me, let me explain something to you because you're thinking when they get to heaven. You understand what I'm saying? Please, that's not what they're thinking. Let me explain to you why I don't believe that's what they were thinking. After Jesus rose from the dead, what was their question? Are you going to restore the kingdom back to Israel now? You know what they were saying? Take over Rome everywhere you are the king. So they were talking about me here, big shots, okay? That was what they were interested in. But notice Jesus didn't rebuke them. He said, you don't know what you ask asking for. You don't know what you're asking for. He said, are you able to drink from the cup that i'm going to drink from they said if that's what you want yes we will drink from it. We, we really want to be that tough we will be great we will be we'll drink whatever cup you give to us we're ready to drink we need that greatness can you see their mindset you know something i'm not going to be shocked i won't be shocked if i get to heaven and james or john are sitting by i won't be shocked they ask for it amen they asked for it i don't know who's going to be there jesus said only the father knows but if it's those two guys i won't be surprised but they desired that but the question is do you even have that desire in you you're just going to be a christian and just make it just walk along like that and look at your own limitations and do the things that you can produce Without thinking about God, what God can do with you, you are a soul born again. His spirit lives in you. The greatest spirit in the universe lives in you, and you're going to be ordinary. That's the way I think. That's why I don't think that the Ark Fellowship is going to remain the Ark Fellowship. It don't matter where we are. God can take the Ark Fellowship. You and I, as we listen to his word, we believe and we come into agreement. God can use the Ark Fellowship to touch the world. I really believe that. I really believe that. Because God is looking for greatness. And these guys, they they achieved the greatness. How many Peters do you know people called Peter? All over the world. Till tomorrow, they're still talking about Peter. Who was just a fisherman? Don't we want people to remember us after we've gone? People talk fondly about these guys constantly. Till this earth earth passes, people will still be talking about Peter. Just a fisherman. Some even made him a saint and pray to him. Right? Uh huh. James, John, Andrew, all over the world. They achieved greatness. they were not in need to read the scriptures, <laughs> but they have great names. They have great names till tomorrow. Paul, they are still influencing people. I know I was reading in a place next to Jesus, the greatest influence on the world. Paul, till today. To Jesus was his message. Amen. The one that's influenced the world the most. Historians have agreed. The man named Paul. That's greatness. Amen? That's greatness. That's what God wants. Now let me tell you something. When God calls you to live whatever, whether it's a sinful life, or it's a business, or it's a job, Whatever it is, if he asks you to move from a place to do something, the reason he's calling you to do that is because he has set aside for you greatness. He's going to test you to see if you're going to quit or you're going to obey him. Or you buckle under pressure. If you quit, he's going to find somebody else. But if you stay with it, He'll make you great. God never calls anybody without making that person great. If they follow through with what his call is, he'll make you great. That's the way it's always been. I always go back to the Abraham because we all relate to Abraham, right? He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's good luck's God. You know, I've had people say, well, I prayed to God and said to God and they mentioned their pastor. And guess what happened? The miracle took place. Because their pastor is a faithful man. God calls himself by your name. Because you belong to him. That's greatness. I believe if you're faithful in worshiping God, somebody can pray who, who doesn't know God and say, the God of this man in my office, could you help me? Guess what will happen? God will receive help from heaven. That's how important you are to him. But if you read in in uh, Exodus chapter, I mean Genesis chapter twelve, when God called Abraham, notice this phrase: "I never let go," and I don't want you to let go of it, amen. Hold on to it, because just like God called Abraham, He has called you, and He's not depending on your own abilities to make you great. He's depending on his calling to make you great. If you step out, you can't make yourself great. God is the one that gives promotion. If you stay with him, he will get you there. And you will never lack anything. I've always said this. The scripture says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Don't just memorize it and repeat it like a parent. (laughs) Believe it and accept it that this is my portion in life. I will never know what. No matter what's happening with the economy, God will always provide for my needs. Somehow, someway, God will bring something into my family so we can be okay. Yes. And when the enemy tells you, you're going down, nothing's going to happen. You don't have a job. This is going to happen to you and that's going to happen to you. Tell him, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Because God has spoken. His word will not return to him void. But there are natural circumstances that will make us, and the key thing is to make you change your mind. About what he said. That's what happened to Eve. Did God say. Huh. You should not eat. Ah. Let me tell you something you don't know. God's hiding something from you. That's always been his trick. He's not going to give you this thing. And then you buy into that line. And he gets you out of your home. That's his goal. So you won't have a home. Like I said on Sunday, like on Sunday messages, the key thing, God will always give you a home. That's why you build houses. Amen? God built one for Adam. It's called the Garden of Eden. Amen? You never have a better place than that. I dream of the Garden of Eden. All the goodies in there. No fear, nothing. It's warm in there. It's cool. It's heaven. Because God built it. And that's what Abraham was. Let me read this. It says, Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I shall show you, and I will make you a great nation. Okay? As one man, God says, I'll make your nation out of you. If you do this, why not you? Amen? Not just the nation. From one man god says if you come out i said whatever god when god calls you out of something he's wanting to make you great come out that's the coming out is kind of difficult because you got all these reasons why you shouldn't come out you got all the reasons why god can you wait for another year when i can put everything together and then i'll get out let me pay all my bills first and, and all of that you don't want to be foolish. Let's be reasonable, brother. You don't want to do this. Remember, you got a family. And who are the kids going to eat? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And that's what he said. That's what he said. And God is not a man that he shall lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said, he'd do it. If he has spoken, he'll make it good. That's what the Bible says. When God says this word and we stay with it, he makes it good. And we just need to believe. Don't forget about people. They're flaky. Today they are with you and curse you out. And tomorrow if things are well, they're back again telling you, Oh, we just knew that you were going to be a liar. They mocked at you and said, you're stupid and crazy then. But after God has made you the back in, telling you how we always knew this. But you need to understand this. He says, I'll make a great nation out of you. I will bless you and make, I like this, make your name great. You see that? Did Abraham ask for a great name? No. It's God's idea to make his name great, just like it did Billy Graham. Amen? Just like Billy Graham. I'm glad he's still alive. So we can see what God can do. Like Oral Roberts. I mean, uh, you may disagree or agree with... He's known all over the world. He's known all over the world. Being Hinn, people like that, they're known all over the world. Why? That's a little boy there that prayed to Jesus in the room. Didn't know what's going to happen. but was determined they're going to follow God. Even if family doesn't agree, I would do it. Read Benny Hinn's story. Today, this little boy is known all over. He's known all over. And you may say, well, God uses him in healing. Well, God doesn't use Kreflodola in healing. It's a different thing. I mean, I'm not saying people don't get healed in this meeting, but it's not like Benny Hinn's meeting. It's be different But there's another young man there that God took. He's known all over the world. Somebody was telling me when he came to Nigeria, that's my country, he came with his jet. And Nigerians were amazed. You mean that man has a jet like that to fly from America to our country? That one man? They came out to see this fellow. I flew in with the jet. And then he preached. After he preached, he went to the airport. He didn't have to pack his baggage and stay on the line. And all of that stuff, he walked in, they said this he just walked into his jet and they declared the runway, he was gone. He didn't have to wait till time. or let's run to the airport before the plane the plane was waiting for him. Just a little guy. Just a little guy. It's not about money, it's what God has made him. He could care less about that. But let me show you something. When God has blessed you, like I hear him say said, he was talking to his church and, and he was telling their people, because they were talking about uh, committing adultery, he says, lady, you are not that beautiful. Did you see everything that God has given to me? You think I will give all of that for you? you crazy? <laughs> crazy. There's no way I'm going there. I got all these things God has blessed me with. You're not that pretty, he said. I ain't going there. I got all of this stuff. I will lose them all because of you, lady, please. You're not that beautiful, he said. He's just telling his church members. Because when God bless you, the blessings of the Lord, he makes you rich and he doesn't have sorrow to it. God wants to make you, every one of us, great. You just have to keep thinking about it and believe in God. You can start. It's never too late. Abraham was 75 when God took him on. Amen. <laughs> it's never too late. God can make you great. Amen. God said, I will make your name great. I will make your name great. And we are the children of Abraham. The blessings of Abraham are ours. Because we belong. This is the blessing that God gave to him. Just as he called Abraham out of his family, God called you out of the world, your family, to serve him. And he says, I will bless you. I'll make a great nation out of you. And I will make your name great. Everyone who blesses you is going to be blessed. Everyone who curses is going to have trouble. Amen. That's the way God is. He wants to bless us. What we need to do is to follow him. Let go and follow him. Whatever is going on in your life, the key is listen to his call. Let go and follow. He has a different plan for your life. Whatever it is, let the key is to let go. Don't depend on your own understanding. Don't make calculations in your head how it's going to be just go and follow that's the way he is he calls you follow just like he did abraham you have to understand it isaac didn't benefit from abraham's greatness if you read the scriptures god actually dealt with isaac and that god made isaac himself prosperous And he dealt the same thing. Read about it. Isaac was prosperous. But then you have Jacob in Laban's home saying, I don't have anything. But God made Jacob prosperous. Think, Joseph. Sometimes when I pray, I remind myself. And I call him. You are the God of Joseph. Amen. You are the God of Daniel. You are the same God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That God of David. Who never lost one battle made a little boy, a shepherd boy, made him a great general and a great king just because he followed him. That's who God is. He takes an ordinary, he says, I'm going to confound the world with the foolish things of the earth. You seemingly nothing to anybody, then he takes you from nowhere and he makes you great and people are looking up to you because you're following him. That's the God we serve. That's the God that we've come come to. We must understand that. that. That which is born of the flesh, is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit, is spirit. You are born of the spirit. You look just like your father. And your father is great. You got his DNA. You have it. His DNA is a DNA of greatness. There is no failure in your father. you spirit being, and that's the real you. He made you, he wants you to be great. The key thing is to let go and follow. Jesus said to the disciples, follow me. You remember that? And I will make you. Come, follow me. In other words, leave whatever you're doing, I'm not saying leave your job. Listen to what he's calling you to. Whatever it is, you need to step out. If he's asking you to let go of certain things, then tell him, God, with your help, I'm willing, I'm stepping out. Sometimes his call may make you remain where you are, but the, the, the follow is inside of you because you've changed something inside of you. The way you're thinking, you may not have to move anywhere you don't you may not have to be a pastor or be a, an evangelist, but just listen to his call. But we need to follow. There was a young man that came to Jesus. <coughs> he was very rich. But you know what the Bible describe how the Bible describes him? The rich young ruler. God will not even allow his name. To be put in his book. Do you understand? His riches meant nothing. He was called to greatness. He turned it down. Jesus walked, he walked up to Jesus. He said, Good master, what, what can I do to inherit the kingdom of God? He wanted the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of greatness. Great people are a part of this kingdom. Amen? He says, What can I do? And Jesus told him some things about the law. He said, I've kept all of those. And then he said to Jesus, What do I still lack? I want to know what I lack. What's holding me back? I, I've done all everything you said before. I lack something. What what is lacking in my life? And the Bible said Jesus looked at him and and loved him because of his heart. In Mark chapter 10, verse 21, it said, Jesus looking at him loved him and said to him, One thing you lack. Because the man was asking, I just need to know one thing. What do I lack? Jesus said, There's only one thing you lack. Maybe in your life, there's only one thing that you really lack. Are you willing to let go of it? God has put his finger on it. He wants you to let go, and I'll make you great. As Jesus said, he loved him. The Bible said Jesus loved him. And he says, one thing you lack. If he were talking to me, he probably said, you lack many things now. Kidding. <laughs> one thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up your cross, take up the cross, and follow me. See, follow is the key. Jesus wasn't so harsh with him. You need to understand, sometimes people read that and they'll say, well, Jesus told him because you can't have riches. The trouble was riches had that man. That's why Jesus told him that. There was another rich man called Zacchaeus. You remember him? Short, a tax collector. You know, Jesus didn't tell him to sell anything. He was a different person. Jesus didn't say go sell everything and come and follow me. The guy himself offered. <laughs> he offered house, I'll, I'll give this. If I've taken anything, I'll give back. And I, Jesus said, Salvation, deliverance, greatness is come to this house. That man's life. Because money did not own him. He wanted more of the kingdom. The other guy, his problem was money. Money owned him. He didn't own the money. Zacchaeus Kukeles. He wanted God. And he got greatness. Notice, you know the name Zacchaeus, right? What's the name of the rich wrong young ruler? God didn't let His name come in there. But if he had done what Jesus told him to do, guess what? We'll be talking about him today. You know his name. Forever his name will be mentioned around the world. That's greatness. God wants to do this for us. Take up your cross. In other words, when God's calling you to something, He's calling you out, there's got to be a little bit of suffering with it. And that's what makes a lot of people hold back. You might have people who disagree with you. You have people who put you down for obeying God and tell you that it doesn't make sense to do what you're doing. Well, what God does most of the time don't make sense to our minds. So you don't need to bother about what they think. Just do what God has called you to do, and He will make your name great. You know, after these disciples heard that Jesus said, "It's easier to go through; it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to go into the kingdom of God." And the disciples, knowing they were also rich, okay. I know you think they were all poor, but when Jesus said it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man, they got concerned. <laughs> they said, who then can be saved? <laughs> Nobody's going to be saved. I mean, we're rich. What's going to happen to us? Hey Amen. That's an insight there. They were not poor. Okay? If they were poor, No big deal. We're not rich. We're going through the eye of the needle, right? Is that not what they're saying? We'll go through. We're going in. But they were concerned when Jesus said that. All of them. Who then can be saved, he said? I mean, no rich man is going to make it. We're not going to make it. And then Peter answered Jesus. Read in Matthew 19, verse 27, beginning from verse 27. This is the way into God's greatness. The way into God's greatness. Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left, what? All and followed you. Not about the money. We have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? Jesus didn't say it's a bad motive to follow me wanting to have something. Did Jesus say that to him? No. When you follow God, you will have. Amen. It's just scripture. Don't get too religious. Listen to what the scripture is saying. When you follow God, you will have. You may not have the same day or the next month, or the next, the next year, but you will eventually, if you follow through with his call, you will have in greatness. He said, we left all and followed you, therefore what shall we have? So Jesus said to him, assuredly, basically, if you've done that, let me assure you. Basically. This is God speaking. Let me assure you, just rest assured that in the generation, when the sons of, man, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me take the word followed will also sit on twelve thrones. Judging the 12 tribes of Israel, he told them how great they will be in the kingdom that will last forever and ever. But he didn't stop there. Amen? He didn't stop there. In verse 29, it says, And everyone, please say with me, everyone, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters. All oh, father, or oh, mother, or oh, wife, or oh, children, all oh, lands. Don't tell me, Pastor, I left my wife. I'm going <laughs> to, don't do that. <laughs> That's not what he's talking about. We'll send you back to your wife. Amen. All <laughs> oh, lands, for my name's sake, my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and then inherit eternal life. In other words, if you read in look, he says you will inherit, uh, receive a hundredfold in this present life. And then eternal life. So we need to understand that. God wants to bless you first here and then over there. If you have to give up a house for the work of God, you give it, you're going to have a lot of houses when it's over. It's just hard to do it. People don't want to do it. Your body tells you, you can't do that. But those who know the word of God, they know if I give this cry, sometimes I read about Kenneth Copeland, you know, about Kenneth Copeland. He gives a plane away. He doesn't know what's going to happen. That's the plane that he uses for ministry. But he says, God told me to give the plane away. That's a call. Amen. God told me to give the plane to this pastor. So he calls the pastor. He says he makes sure that everything in the plane is taken care of. He fixes the plane, makes sure he's fine, get everything, and he gives his plane away, and he doesn't have a plane anymore. And I have no way to buy. He just gave it away. A few days later, somebody calls, uh, Brother, I don't know what's going on, but God is telling me to give you this brand new plane that's bigger than the plane he gave away. When I read these things, I tell myself, I don't think these guys live on this earth now. Can? <laughs> How can they do these things? Amen? But that's the key. Letting go and following the call of God. When you let go and you follow what God commands to do, you will be blessed. I'll stop here tonight. <laughs> I can't go the because I have a lot I'm going to share with you. I probably can connect- continue next Sunday. I'm going to show the second key that is so vital uh, that I believe God uses, if you will follow through, you will be great. I just believe that. It may not be overnight, but if you stay with it, ignore what people say, God will turn your life, your family, into what He created your family to be. He knows His thoughts towards you. They are good thoughts. Amen. And He told you, don't be afraid, only believe. The faith is what he needs. He said, there's that anxiety and a little fear. If I step out, what's going to happen to me? So he says, don't be afraid. Just believe. All things are possible to him who believes. If you trust in God, God will make things come through. Stand up with me tonight. Greatness is for you. Amen. You define that greatness. It's between you and the Lord. What you want. And what you want him to do for you. It's never too late. No matter what's happened to your life until now. If you make up your mind. I'm going to follow Christ. And I don't know the way. But he leads you in the paths of righteousness. For what? For his name's sake. So he's going to lead you. In those paths of righteousness. And the path of righteousness, they lead to greatness. Is the path that Jesus has created for you. Let's lift our hands up to him tonight and thank him for his goodness. And tell him that you believe his word. It's so good to let him know that you believe his word, that he, you know he's going to do the things that he's put in your heart, you, the dreams that he's put in your heart, the peace that you're seeking in your family. The greatness for your family. The blessings for your children. If Jesus tarries, how great they will be in the land. All of these things. That's all to talk to him. You can't make it happen. All he's asking. He says, only believe. Only believe. Just believe and refuse to let go. Situations will come that will want to make you let go. But don't let go. Trust him. He is here with us tonight. Jesus is here with us tonight, and he watches over his word to confirm it. And as you let him know that you believe and that you receive the word of faith, that you will trust him, the word will manifest. The spirit of God will bring into reality, natural reality, the things that you have believed in. Father God, we thank you tonight. Thank you for your people for those that are here before you and those that couldn't make it tonight we thank you lord that you would make us great according to your word that the blessings of abraham will come upon us according to the word of god to make us what you made abraham what you made isaac jacob joseph david daniel these great men samuel all of these wonderful great men in the old testament and in the new Paul, Peter, John, James, Jude. These are all great men. And we thank you, God, because you have preserved their name because they were connected to you. And we are connected to you, God. And for sure, based on your word, you can make us great. We believe in you, O God. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen. God bless you.